This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, John Roseman, and to find out more about me, my books, my speaking engagements, you can go to my website at john, J-O-H-N, Rosemond, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D, dot com. So it has happened again. That is, uh, I have stirred up a hornet's nest, acted in my usual lightning rod sort of way. Some time ago, I believe it was about a year ago, I wrote an article for publication that eventually appeared in the Washington Examiner, which is a very conservative, right-leaning newspaper out of our nation's capital. In said article, I maintained that children who believe that they are not the gender biologically assigned to them are... uh, To put it mildly, being highly imaginative, I put forth the bold, apparently bold, proposition that there is no evidence whatsoever to the effect that a male can be born in a female body or vice versa, that you are the gender that your biology, your biological characteristics define your gender And if you do not think so, you are seriously confused. Unfortunately, and I touched upon this in the article in question, there are a growing number of people in the church, and especially in very liberal churches, like the Episcopal Church, uh, who are supporting this idea. Supporting, in other words, this confusion. And instead of helping these people understand that they are confused, that they are not thinking straight, these liberal church officials, priests, preachers, ministers, rectors, whatever you call them, depending on denomination, are enabling these individuals, which is a, in my estimation, wrong and sinful thing to do. It is sinful for a number of reasons. Number one, It denies that God created two genders, as described in the first two chapters of the book of Genesis, two genders and two genders alone. He did not create lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, whatever else they call themselves. He created them male and female and brought them together in a state of marriage in a state of mutual monogamous commitment. For a person who claims to represent the Church of Jesus Christ to cooperate in a claim to the contrary is, well, let's just put it this way, folks. It is the epitome of the denial of God's truth, it is the epitome of sin. And for a very practical reason, that being that the suicide rate 
of people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender is by various estimates, according to various estimates, six to 12 times higher than the suicide rate in the general population. And by the way, a recent study has completely and thoroughly debunked the spurious notion that lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people commit suicide at a much higher rate than the general population because we reject them and uh, make their lives uh, intolerable, make their lives a living hell. That is simply not true. They commit suicide uh, at rates that are much higher than the general population in cultures where they are accepted, like Sweden, Norway, and so on and so forth. It is a lie, but it is a convenient lie because it perpetuates their apparent need to embrace victim status. And another thing to be considered is that at least 50% of teenagers who claim at one point in time or another during their teenage years to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender by the time they are 30 years old are practicing heterosexuality on an exclusive basis. So for many of these kids, this is nothing but a, quote, passing fancy, end quote. So I uh, wrote this article, the article that I uh, am talking about that appeared in, I believe it was the Washington Examiner. And these things tend to haunt me. I will make public statements that are very politically incorrect and have done so all of my professional career because I'm just not the kind of guy. And the fact that I have a radio show on American Family Radio is indicative of this. I'm just not the kind of guy to keep his mouth shut about controversial issues in culture. I have opinions They are educated opinions. They are intelligent opinions. If I dare say so myself, they are not emotionally driven opinions. I think that anyone who listens to this show on a regular basis will agree that my opinions expressed on this show are not driven by emotion. They are driven by statistics. They are driven by research. And they are driven by biblical understandings that are traditional, fundamentalists, etc., etc. I am not a biblical wacko. But, ah, about six months ago, I was invited to speak at a religious school somewhere in America. The, the, the place, the name of the school, the denomination, not relevant whatsoever. And so the, the school invited me to speak, and um, I accepted, and so I am scheduled to go there at some point in time within the next six months or so. And I recently hear from the administration of the school that a parent has dug up this article and is using it to make the claim that the school is inviting a bigot to speak. Uh, Do I take this personally? No, uh, I don't. Uh, To be very honest with you, it uh, stirs up no defensive reaction on my part whatsoever to be called a bigot. I know that I am not a bigot. I have uh, very strong opinions about certain issues, but when it comes to people, 
I am a Christian, and we are instructed to love our neighbor, and I realize that the people in question are very, very confused. They are not evil people. They do evil things, but then we all do, don't we? We are all sinners, and uh, I recognize that, and that in the final analysis, their sins may not be. When one puts them on some sort of sin scale, they may not be any greater than sins committed by people who are not lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, whatever else they call themselves. So when it comes to these people and this issue, I I don't get myself all worked up into a tizzy like some people do. And I, I will say, like some people in the Christian community do. I have a great deal of compassion for these people. They are confused. How they got confused, I don't know. I have no idea. I do know that there is no evidence whatsoever, no compelling evidence done by dispassionate people who are not trying to prove a point, people who are simply seeking truth. There is no evidence collected by people who fit that description that would compel the conclusion that these sexual aberrances are determined by one's biology. This is a myth. It is a myth that, by the way, is prevalent in the Christian community because the activism on the part of these people over the past 30 or 40 years has been very effective. And their public relations campaign to convince the general public that they can't help it has been extremely effective. And there are many, many people in the Christian community who believe that uh, this is not a choice. It is uh, a condition that is biologically determined. And one of my purposes, by the way, in the article in question was to debunk that notion because it is a notion that is hurtful to these people. They... (laughs) When, when you believe these people can't help it, and, and you, you become an enabler, and when you become an enabler, you are becoming a participant in the self-destructive behavior that these people engage in. It is especially troubling to me, and it should be especially troubling to pastors and People in churches, Christian churches, uh, bona fide Christian churches all across America, that on many occasions, as soon as a young person comes out, so to speak, as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, the individual's parents, who previously would have said they don't approve of that under any circumstances, suddenly the fact that they have a child who has uh, embraced this uh, confused lifestyle, and the church's position on that issue. I've never seen one of these people be run out of the church. Uh, What I have seen, however, is these people leave the church because they believe that they must either choose between their son and daughter or the church, and they make what is to them the logical choice. So I'll leave you hanging there for a few minutes while we take a break. Be right back with more of this political incorrectness.
welcome back to the show. I'm talking about an article that I wrote, oh gosh, it was about a year ago, about uh, the issue of transgender children or children who claim to be other than the gender their biology says they are. And I wrote this article. It appeared in the Washington Examiner, I believe. You can find it online if you just Google John Roseman, transgender children, that sort of thing. You'll eventually unearth it, I'm sure. And the article has recently created a firestorm at a school, a religious school, again, location, denomination, irrelevant, that I am speaking at within the next six months or so. A small group of parents has pointed to the article in question as proof that the school has invited a bigot to speak, the bigot being me. So this raises a number of issues that are pertinent to a discussion of parenting in America today. As you folks who are out there in my radio audience probably know, maybe some of you don't, this is a program that appears every Saturday on American Family Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time, 6 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Mountain, uh, what's that, 3 o'clock Pacific, all across America, and has been appearing all across America for the last year and a half. And uh, we talk about uh, parenting. I talk about parenting. The royal we just kind of slipped out there. My apologies. Albeit my friends would say it was not a slip. So anyway, the first question to be asked is, uh, what is this transgender business anyway? Well, it's, uh, and, and folks, you're hearing this from a psychologist. Now, uh, as those of you who are in my regular listening audience know, I am a rebel psychologist, an outlier psychologist, a contrarian psychologist. I don't even really believe in psychology. I don't believe in psychological therapy. I don't believe in psychological theory. But I am a psychologist. I'm licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. They do regret the day they ever gave me a license, and for good reason, because I go around the country and I tell people that we would not be having the problems that we are having with raising children in America today if it were not for psychology. Psychology, beginning in the 1960s, threw a huge monkey wrench into what had been regarded as a relatively simple common sense process, raising children. Once infused with the anxieties attendant to believing that everything you did was a potentially apocalyptic as regards your child's mental health, everything began to go to, and folks, I use this term occasionally on the show, hope you're not offended by it. The word is in Scripture. Everything in the raising of children in America began to go to, as my mother would have said, to hell in a handbasket. So uh, what is transgender? Transgender is a state of confusion. It is a state of self-destructive, sinful confusion. These people are not, I repeat, they are not responding to some sort of bizarre biological imperative they do not have female brains in male bodies or male brains in female bodies. They have male brains in male bodies, female brains in female bodies. 
the brains in question are extremely confused. And what is confusing them? What is confusing them is postmodern relativism. I have said many, many times that uh, we unleashed the forces of relativism in America in the 1960s. Up until that point in time, uh, they had been hiding behind the cultural curtain and uh, circumstances that uh, characterized the 1960s unleashed the forces of postmodern relativism, and we are living with the consequences today. Uh, relativism is the belief that there are no fixed standards or truths concerning any issue, that everything is up for grabs, that truth is culturally determined, a temporally determined, determined by gender, race, uh, sexual orientation, and so on and so forth, uh, ad absurdum. Uh, relativism began in the 1960s with the claim that there was no fixed standard concerning right and wrong, and now we have devolved from that point to the point where there are no fixed standards concerning gender. Looked at from that perspective, folks, this transgender phenomenon is simply the logical end point for the time being anyway. I don't believe it is the end point, by the way, but it is the temporary end point of the tumbling avalanche of relativism that has been tumbling down the mountainside, the cultural mountainside in America since the 1960s. Well, I think I sounded a little bit there like um, one of my favorite people, Mark Stein. All I needed was a British accent. The sort of confusion in question affects the most vulnerable people among us. And the most vulnerable people among us are children and teenagers. And that's precisely the population in America that this transgender confusion is uh, most affecting. What is most troubling about this is the number of parents who cooperate in their children's proclamations to the effect uh, that uh, mom and dad, uh, I, I know I have a male name, uh, Robert, but I'm not a male, says a five-year-old child, and the parents cooperate because they believe that by some voodoo that the child is telling the truth. These parents have completely lost their minds, completely lost their minds. They are more confused than their children, which may be why their children became confused about this issue in the first place. To wit, they do not have parents who describe truth clearly to them. In my very politically incorrect uh, estimation, parents who cooperate with a child who says, I am transgender, are engaging in a very paradoxical form of child abuse. 
It's uh, paradoxical because if they, in fact, say to the child, uh, no, you're not, we're not going to cooperate with this, and the child reports them to the counselor at school, there is, in fact, some possibility that they will be accused by Child Protective Services of child abuse. And no, I'm not kidding. So the proclamation in question puts parents in a very dicey situation. What should you, as a parent, say to a child who says, uh, I am transgender, you think I'm a boy, but I'm not, you think I'm a girl, but I'm not, what should the parents say? First of all, they should not say, we are taking you to a psychologist. They should not say that. Folks, I am a psychologist. My profession is enabling this claim. My profession, and, and you know, my licensing board may be listening to this show, and I will say, my profession consists of some of the most confused people I have ever met in my life, and I have been a psychologist since 1972. That is 44 years. 44 years of being a psychologist, and I have long ago come to the conclusion that uh, my profession is populated by people who are on the right side of the bell-shaped curve of confusion. I mean, way over there to the right. So don't take said child to a psychologist. Uh, if you want to yourself seek the advice of a biblical counselor, not a Christian psychologist, Christian psychologists are very confused people. Take it from me where the term Christian psychologist is concerned, psychologist rules, not Christian. These people are psychologists in sheep's clothing. Do not go to a Christian psychologist. Biblical counselor, yes. But do not drag a child into the office of a professional. You might want to yourself obtain advice from a biblical counselor, but do not drag your child kicking and screaming to an appointment with a counselor of any sort. That just ain't going to work, and it make, may make matters much worse. After all, this is a form of rebellion against you and God, and you do not want to do something that is going to kick this rebellion into a higher gear. And by the way, I think we all ought to be thinking about this, because this could happen to you, Mr. and Mrs. Average American Christian out there in my listening audience. This could happen to you. Don't think that it can't. You would be surprised who this has happened to. What should you say? You should say, you know, son or daughter of mine, I have, we have one book that we rely on for truth concerning this issue. It is the Bible. And the Bible assures us that God created two genders defined by biology. Therefore, our response to you is, we believe you are confused. And we know that you do not think you are confused, and we are not going to get into an argument with you about this. Do not get into an argument about this with your child. We are simply going to tell you, you are our son 
or you are are our daughter, and that is the end of it. In other words, stand your ground and stand it on solid biblical truth. Well, anyway, the show always ends too quickly. This is John Roseman. Because I Said So is the name of the program. Every Saturday, 5 o'clock Central Time, you can do the extrapolation in the other time zones on uh, American Family Radio. 